Hello world, what's going on? It's your boy Dane, aka Danger Graham, and it today is the first ever Levels of Danger podcast. So for me, doing this podcast, it gives me a way to actually connect with you out there in the internet world, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whatever, to give my opinions based on what's actually going on in the world today. Now, I've actually done YouTube videos before in the past, and while I enjoyed doing it, I felt like there was a there was a disconnection between how I was able to present my knowledge, my wisdom, or my level of understanding of what's going on in the world to you, the public. However, I, you know, I took some time off. I really decided, you know, and really thought about what did I want to do if I was to ever do YouTube videos again. Now, for me, that meant actually doing a podcast or some sort of podcast related um uh, medium. Cause to me, I feel like I'll be able to, to, to interact with you, um, and present the ideas in a little bit better of a space. So for me, this is actually what this boils down to. Also, another reason why I actually wanted to do this is because I have within the last, I'd have to say 18 months, been really fuming about what's going on in our world today. Um, I really am shocked as many of you are, I'm really uh, mind blown to what is actually transpiring in our, not only our country, but in our world. And, you know, many people have different worldviews on exactly what is happening. This is just my version of that. And, you know, it's so interesting to see how many people can gravitate towards another person because maybe they feel the same way. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe they are unable to articulate the type of uh, uh, words that how they feel. So for me, it's just an, an opportunity for uh, me to get out maybe frustration, maybe jubilation, maybe um, whatever feeling that is out there. So it doesn't just stay stuck right here, you know, in the head. And if you're listening to this on, you know, in iTunes and you're not actually seeing a video, basically, you know, sometimes when you're actually going around and you got all these thoughts in your head and maybe you could talk to it, uh, to your friends about it, but you're like, man, I, I don't know how exactly they're going to take exactly what I'm going to say. Um, but you know, you, you just get frustrated and yeah, you could pay a therapist. Yeah. You could do all of these other things, but at times you're like, I just got to get this out. And for me, this is what this podcast is going to allow me to do. Now it's called levels of danger because again, me, Dane, AKA danger, AKA danger Graham. I have many different levels to myself. I love different things. I love to talk about politics. I love to talk about religion. Those are the top two things you're never supposed to talk about with anybody when you're meeting with them for the first time. But for me, I don't care. That's the great thing about the platform of being on the internet is that you can actually have a voice in things that you're not really supposed to talk about. And this election actually gave window to a lot of things that people weren't really supposed to talk about. And we're actually going to talk about those things as well. Now, um, beyond just religion and politics, which I'm, you know, I love to talk about and they'll probably seep into this podcast. I love technology. I love art. I love music. I'm a musician. Um, I also love to draw. I love to create. So there'll be elements of that as well. And there'll also be elements of motivation. There's going to be elements of, you know, being able to, to spark a creative thought or motivating thought for you out there in the world to do something, you know, like, I feel like at this time in our lives, we live in such a, a very fantastic space 
even though there's a whole bunch of things that are going around right now. So what I mean, like we live in this fantastic space is that I can actually grab a mic, grab my phone, which I'm actually recording this on, and I could record a video, put it out there in the world, and a multitude of people, maybe one person, but even if I impact one person, I actually impacted somebody else and that person can impact somebody else and on and on and on. Now, there's so many people out there that are doing great things using just the internet. And 20 years ago, you couldn't really do that. You had to actually wait for somebody to say, yes, I support what you're doing or no. I mean, let's take a look at television. Let's take a look at movies. You know, you had to actually take an idea presented to the right person, know the right person to even get looked at. And a lot of the times you probably are going to be told no. The great thing about like YouTube, Vimeo, I believe I'm saying it right, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, there are platforms out there where you can actually do your own thing and nobody has to tell you yes or no. And I mean, Technically, you don't because you could actually start your own channel doing whatever it is that you want to. And there's going to be an audience for that. I mean, hell, I get actually sucked into and I don't know if this happens for you, but I get sucked into a YouTube hole. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I'm going to try to describe this. So a YouTube hole is like you literally click on one video and you're like, oh, man, this actually fits exactly what I like to watch. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's something of similar nature to what you were watching before. And you click on that. And you're like, oh, it's like five minutes. And the next thing you know, five hours later, you're stuck there watching like 20 different videos, 30 different videos, 40 different videos of stuff that maybe you actually didn't start watching. That's a YouTube hole. Um, <laughs> it eats up a lot of time, but at the same time, you're learning so much about other people. And then when you're looking at the amount of views, you're like, wow, like there are so many different um, people doing different things and it's all cool. Like, you know, you never have to say, well, I like this, I like this, and then I like this, but I can't like this. No, you can like whatever the hell you want to. And that's a great thing about where we live now. The crazy thing about it, though, is that on the sort of like the flip side to it is that there's so many different voices or so many different perspectives and opinions that are out there that you really don't know how to uh, sometimes whittle it down to exactly what it is that you like. And while that's okay, sometimes it also can be distracting because and, and this actually goes to sort of the main topic today of, you know, we live in technically a new world, not just the, the world where we can share and, and, and connect in different ways that we haven't before. But we have in the United States, and I don't know where you're actually watching this, but in the United States, we have elected a president that in no way, shape or form in traditional sense should have ever been elected president. I mean, like, it's mind-blowing. I mean, people are shocked, you know, um, you know, and I'm saying this, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, New York. Um, you know, I was not born in Brooklyn, New York, but I was raised from a very infancy age to where I'm at now, um, you know, in my adulthood. I've been in Brooklyn. The only time I haven't been in Brooklyn was twice, was, and I mean, like, when I was born, I was born in L.A., um, 
you know, and I was raised in Brooklyn. But the other time I went to school on Long Island. So, you know, I spent four years on Long Island. I, I went away to, to college, experienced the college experience, and I enjoyed it. But I love Brooklyn. I mean, there's something about Brooklyn and not the over-exaggerated Brooklyn of what it's known now, which I'm very happy about in a lot of ways. In some ways, I'm not. But, well, you know, the further I go along in this podcast, I'll, maybe I'll break that down. But Brooklyn to me is like, it's the best of all type of worlds because you have such a hodgepodge of different people from different areas. My background, um, I, even though I was born here, my background is Caribbean. So... I grew up in a very Caribbean neighborhood, you know, Caribbean and Haitian neighborhood. Um, and, you know, but there's different areas of Brooklyn. Like there's an Italian section of Brooklyn. There's a, a Caribbean section of Brooklyn. There's a melting pot of Brooklyn. There's like so many different things that I just really couldn't say, hey, I'm going to move someplace else because Brooklyn has everything that I need. I literally can go out the door, hop on a train and be anywhere I want to. I could literally hop out the door be on a bus and be anywhere I want to. I can go down the street and actually go to the corner store and get something. But I say all that, I digress, because my perspective is different from Brooklyn to middle America, where um, if you follow politics, a lot of people voted for Donald Trump. And it's it's scary, because to me, and I, I want everybody watching this have a sense of an open mind and because I want to have this as, as being an open dialogue, but it scares me because, you know, a lot of people in those areas that feel that they are not being heard were heard on November 8th. If I'm wrong with that date, I'll put it below, but you know, on, on election day, they actually made their voices be heard now, funny thing about it is that I did not vote for Donald Trump, and that's not funny um, by a long shot, but I knew some way, shape, or form, I knew how the election was going to go. I, I, I'm still trying to utter the words that need to be said about this situation. I, I think in a lot of ways, it's it's scary. Um but also, it is, geez, you could tell, like, this is hard for me to even talk about at times because when I really sit there and I think about the fact that Donald Trump is going to be sworn in as the 45th president of the United States of America, it bothers me because this man should be nowhere near nuclear codes speaking to other world leaders or anything of the sort. Now, granted, a lot of people have said they voted for Donald Trump because he's a businessman. He's a businessman. Um, he is. But the thing about Donald Trump is that a lot of his businesses has failed. Um, I've read, a, look, full disclosure, prior to Donald Trump, getting into politics, or I should say prior to President Obama being elected, I was a fan of Donald Trump. Huge fan. I read a few of his books. I used to watch The Apprentice. 
Um, hell, I think I probably have a book in one of these books here in my library. Maybe even in my digital library. But when Donald Trump really started to enter in the realm of politics, it became one of those things that I can't believe the words that are coming out of this man's mouth. When he decided to talk about how President Obama was not born in this country and he was born in Kenya, I had to take a step back because I was like, wait a second, is, is he for real? Like, But he ran with it. And a lot of people thought he was joking. A lot of people thought he was just saying it for ratings. But no, this man was actually serious. He, he really believed that President Obama was born in Kenya. President Obama's half Kenyan. We all know this. But he was born in Hawaii. Now, there's going to be people who watch this video that may disagree with what I'm saying, and that's okay. I expect that. I do. I, I don't believe everybody that's going to watch this is going to believe everything that I'm saying or agree with everything I'm saying. It's a great thing about not just America, but the platform wherever you're watching this is that I can actually say how I feel and what I feel. But anyway, when Donald Trump decided to enter into politics via just speaking, he really didn't enter it with a sense of knowledge of politics. He's a businessman. Most businessmen are not good politicians. There's, an ex there's a few exceptions. I will give Michael Bloomberg the benefit of the doubt. Michael Bloomberg was New York City mayor for three terms. And as a billionaire, he did okay as far as being a politician. I believe that he did everything that he could to make our city great. Uh, we never had uh, functionality such as 311 before, um, you know, which gave an opportunity for people of the city to reach out to offices of the city, you know, uh, sanitation, different things. Because of the success of uh, 311, multiple cities, and now, if I'm not mistaken, other countries have actually implemented 311. He also put a ban of smoking indoors, in restaurants, and public spaces. It was so great that other states and countries decided to do the same thing. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And I think a lot of people gave the benefit of the doubt to Donald Trump. However, when he decided to run for president, the first thing out of his mouth is that there was... Just a derogatory statement about Mexicans. Are you serious? Like, he said what he said. I do not want to repeat it. But how do you start a presidential campaign being serious, which I believe he was, come to find out he really wasn't, disparaging remarks about Mexicans? Along the line, he said a lot of crazy things. 
And a lot of people did not take him seriously. And here's the thing, right? And this goes back to something I was saying before about the opportunities that we have in this country or in this new world, not just America, but even around the world, is that when people don't really pay attention to what's happening, I'm sorry for the shakiness, I'm just knocking my camera, that's just my fault. Um, when people don't really pay attention to what's going on, they tend to meet, miss the bigger details. And I think that's what Donald Trump did, was that he tapped into something that a lot of people weren't paying attention to. And it showed up based on the fact that Donald Trump won this election because there was a, a segment of the community, there was a segment of the country that nobody was paying attention to. And that's who actually went out and voted for him. But it's scary because for somebody like myself, who I am African-American, um, and those around me are majorly African-American. I mean, I have friends that are from other countries and different races. I have white friends. I have every, I have all types of friends. And with the steps and strides we've made as a country, as a community, to help bridge the gap of racial divide, Donald Trump himself has opened the window for hate, fear, uh, misogyny, homophobia, all in his degree and avenue, all good. Like, I thought the stuff that Donald Trump was saying was from maybe 50 years ago. No, this is how he's always felt. And the thing is, nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody paid attention. The media paid attention. They did everything that they possibly could to discredit Donald Trump. And now that he's won the presidency, there's things that came out that said that he even wasn't as serious as he thought he would be in running for president. He told Chris Christie that he was actually going to be out in October. And I think he, he sort of believed that because he was saying a lot of crazy things. Um, but when he tapped into something, a part of America that wanted their what they felt was their country back, he began to pick up steam. And that's scary because to me, to the areas of the country that I do not reside in, I won't say I don't understand. Because I understand what it's like to have to work three jobs and go to school at the same time because I did that. I remember having to drop out of school because I had to work to take care of myself and the woman that I eventually married. I understand that. I understand, I understand that, you know, when jobs were actually leaving this country uh, because of the, uh, the tax breaks... President Bush put into place because he wanted to help his friends get better deals and keep more money in their pockets and not, not really paying attention to me as a citizen of this country. I know what that feels like. 
But the thing about it for me is that I think this boils down to, and I hate to say it, it is a lot of racism. And I'm not surprised because I know it exists. I don't accept the fact that it exists, but I accept that that is the way people think. I shouldn't say I accept the way that's the way people think. I acknowledge that it's there. That's a better way of putting it. I acknowledge that it's there. And, you know, what's funny or, you know, looking at it from a different perspective, I think Saturday Night Live really hit the nail on its head when Dave Chappelle actually um, hosted the show. There was one segment. It was him and uh, a couple of his friends. I think they were in Brooklyn waiting for the election results because everybody thought Hillary was going to win. And and Dave Chappelle, you know, kind of was like, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it for you. But... Um, you know, he's sitting back watching the election results coming in and he knew that there was a a, a window that Donald Trump could actually win. And you're looking at it and you're looking at it and you're looking at it. And if you haven't seen it, I'm going to leave it below, um, in the description, but you know, they're looking and then all of a sudden Donald Trump wins the presidency and Chris Rock then comes in and, uh, he starts to talk to Dave Chappelle and and uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, white friends are like, oh my God, I can't believe Donald Trump has won. Is is America that racist? And Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are laughing because here are two black guys who know that America is racist and know because of the things that they have had to go go through, what their parents had to go through, their grandparents had to go through, and pretty much down the road. And for me, um, while, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, I have not faced a ton of racism. I've, I have faced racism in multitudes of different situations. And, and, um, I, I'm probably going to talk about this later on in, in the podcast, many different episodes down the road, but, I've been around people who've actually experienced racism almost on a daily basis. And that in itself is, is just like, I can't believe you actually deal with this. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you're sort of put in a position where all you believe is something that's being said over and over and you're beaten down, whether physically or mentally, you start to believe it. This is where a lot of people are now stuck because in one way, shape or form, Amer- half of America was like, Oh, Hillary's going to win. This is a, this is a done deal. It's a wrap. Even Trump, I think knew or had a feeling that he was going to lose, but the people that Donald Trump tapped into with hate, with fear, with racism, with misogyny, voted for him. And here's the thing that really bugs me out, is that when those people were actually polled, polled, right, do you think that Donald Trump has the temperament to run this country? They said no. 85% said absolutely no. Do you feel that he would be a great president? A lot of them said, no, I don't have the number, so I don't want to tell you uh, this is what the percentage is. I do know the one that, that said 87% said he does not have the temperament. 
how do you vote for a man that doesn't have the temperament to actually do the job you're hiring him for? A lot of people are going to argue, hey, Hillary was not my first choice. Donald Trump was not my first choice. But because we do not want a third term of President Obama, we're going to vote for this guy. We're going to vote for that guy. Are you serious? Like, has our country really been bad with President Obama leading the country? Um, the economy has gotten better. Um, jobs are more available. The unemployment rate has gone down. Our view in uh, other countries are better. Um, our justice system started to become a little bit better under President Obama. But the thing is, and this is what it boils down to, I think, is that a lot of people don't really understand politics. Um, and this is no disrespect to anybody. I think, I think our country has failed us, or we have failed our country not really understanding that these things matter. Your vote matters. Your voice matters. Um, and if you don't really do the things that you need to do in order to articulate that, we have what we have now. A president-elect Donald Trump. I can't believe I actually said it without throwing up. Um, look, everything that Donald Trump said on the campaign, or in his campaign, on the campaign trail... Everybody that supported him was like, oh, he really doesn't mean that. Oh, he doesn't really mean that. But they believed build a wall. They believed um, lock her up. But all the other disparaging things, oh, he's just an entertainer. He's just saying it for the cameras. No, he's not saying that for the cameras. See, Donald Trump has created what I call a Pied Piper moment. You know. Pied Piper, doing his little Pied Piper things, getting all the children from the neighborhood to follow him because of the great music. What happened there? Really, what happened there? I, I just, I have a really strong gut feeling that a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump may regret that within about six months of his presidency. I even think Donald Trump did not realize what this means for him. I mean, look at, you know, and I'll try to see if I could find the video or the photo, and I'm going to put it right here, or maybe here, where Donald Trump, when they took a picture of him, he honestly looked as though he was reevaluating his life choices. And I, I'm going to point, look at his face, just or here, wherever. And if you're listening to this when you get home, or you're not driving or in a car or on a train where you can't get internet. Um, try to watch the video later on, but you know, that video or that photo of him is just like, I am reevaluating all my life choices because the presidency, the office of president is not the easiest thing in the world. I've never been president, but I can imagine the amount. Of, I mean, look at the presidents that have come before. Every single one of them has aged at least 20 years within a span of four to eight years. President Obama, when he went in, had some nice black hair. 
Homeboy got gray hair. He's only, I think, maybe 52. Look at uh, Bubba. Bill Clinton. White. George W. His daddy. Ronald Reagan. All of them aged. This is not an easy job. And I mean, while Donald Trump does have what he says is his real hair, it will age him. Now, if he's smart, which I'm not sure he is, and this is no disrespect to him, I just don't think he really will know how to handle this, is that he'll have Mike Pence sort of do what Dick Cheney did, was run the country and have uh, Donald Trump be the puppet. It worked for George W. Bush. As you can tell, I'm sort of liberal in my thoughts. And again, this is no disrespect to those who voted for Donald Trump. It's no disrespect for those who voted for um, George W. Bush or Mitt Romney or John McCain. Look, we all have our moments of making the best choices that we have. I just think that this choice was a huge mistake. Huge. Because even after Donald Trump won the election, which was shocking to him, he said that he wants to be a president for all Americans. He wants to bring together the country. He's not doing it based on what he's doing now. His choices for attorney general, the FBI, um, and other cabinet positions that he has to actually choose have had either racist ties or ideology, have had um, a viewpoint of wanting to ban Muslims or people that don't share our values, and other things. It's too much to list. So the thing that I have to say is this. While I can sit here and give you a laundry list of why this is a mistake, I think I have to turn it over to you. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I wrong for being this frustrated with America? Am I wrong for saying that this is a mistake? Please let me know. I mean, we have to deal with the consequences. And the crazy thing is that half of America has to deal with it. I, I heard different stories and different things that I've watched that said that if Hillary Clinton actually won, there would have been a civil war. However, they're upset. Those same people that said that are upset that people are protesting, saying that Donald Trump is not their president. And calling those people out and saying they're being rude they're not being American. They're not being this. They're not being that. But they are exercising their American right. Freedom of speech. Freedom to protest. Freedom to express how they feel. Guaranteed, though, had Hillary won, there would have been people with guns. Just saying. Now, to sort of change the subject but not change the subject, I'm going to also talk about Mike Pence being at... Uh, the play Hamilton, or I'm sorry, the musical Hamilton. I, 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 I'm sorry. I haven't seen it yet. Would love to see it. Would love to take my wife to go and see it. But 
At the end of the actual performance, one of the uh, actors gave a speech on behalf of the cast, basically saying, look, we're willing to give your administration a chance, but Hamilton, which is a multicultural, um, mostly black cast, but multicultural cast, saying, give us a chance. And that's the great thing about this country is that if you really look at the history of our country, we were based on giving people a chance. But, you know, those who are in power create the rules. And I'm scared to see what those rules will actually do. Now, I'm not sure, because I didn't see the full video, but I'm not sure if Mike Pence actually heard the entire speech. I do know he heard that he got booed when they found when the audience found out that he was in the uh, when the audience found out that he also was in the audience. Crazy thing about it is that uh, Donald Trump said later on, tweeting out, tweeting out that the cast should apologize for what they said. And also the fact that Mike Pence was booed. But he has not yet said that the people who are spraying swastikas, saying make America white again, saying all of these hateful things, hate crimes have gone up since President-elect Donald Trump has been elected. He hasn't said to apologize about that. He hasn't said, oh, he was on 60 Minutes and he said, Stop it. That's like Peter Griffin uh, saying in an episode of Family Guy, stop it. Stop it now. And if I find the clip, I swear I'm going to insert it here. Hey, 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 stop it. Stop it. Okay. 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 All right. And, and, and Seth MacFarlane, please forgive me. I did not ask you for permission. Hopefully you'll find it funny as well. But you have to realize that this is the same man that's going to get the nuclear codes. That's saying these things in Twitter. And I should have brought this up before, but I'm going to say it now because now I've remembered. Sorry, this is my first time doing this. I'm, I'm really kind of going with it. So forgive me, okay? This guy, Trump, was able to speak to his constituents because of Twitter. He was able to forego all sorts of traditional media and speak to the public. I've tweeted him a couple of times. He hasn't responded back to me. I don't fit the demographic of what Donald Trump is. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. I also am an entrepreneur. I am a real estate agent. I make decent money from doing that. But I'm black. And I'm not, at this moment in time, a millionaire or billionaire yet. And when I do do that, eventually, maybe I'll fit into the category. But anyway. It... 
That's what I said about this new world, is that we can actually do whatever we want to, and Donald Trump has proved that. Traditional media has failed. Um, and I can't say that traditional media will continue unless they get with the program. Things change. Doing this is, is, a, is a... 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 Oh, God. Sorry. Doing this podcast is an example of that. Because this isn't radio, per se, but... You're hearing this as radio or even as TV. You're watching this. You're consuming this in a way that isn't traditional. And this is now an opportunity 10 years, 12 years, 13 years, 14, 15 years in the making. So it's giving people like myself a voice to actually say these things. And that's what Donald Trump did. He actually gave a voice for those that wanted to speak out against a black president against a I, I beyond saying black president I don't know what else to say the man's smart I'm talking about President Obama but um I don't know what really more I can say about this I, I probably will talk about this more later on but I, I think I've said enough at this point about this um but to really change subjects or try to what can you do if you're out there in the internet world and you're upset about what happened maybe not upset or maybe want to change things i think now is the time to actually step up and do something but you may ask the question what what can i do there's tons of stuff you can do First, you all oh, you gotta educate yourself, and um, as Stewie Griffin once said, and I'm gonna probably throw out a lot of Family Guy puns or Family Guy examples because I love Family Guy. Um, you gotta educate yourself, fool. Educate yourself, you fool. But you need to educate yourself. Educate yourself. There's tons of material on YouTube, the internet, your library. Remember those libraries? I have one down the street from me. Um, you seriously need to educate yourself because in today's world, you cannot say you do not have an opportunity to grow. I mean, if you have a computer and you're watching this, you can educate yourself. You can actually learn programming. You can learn how to be an entrepreneur. You can learn how to do things that maybe you dreamt of doing as a child, but you were told no, you can't do it. Why? Because no one else in our family has done that. You're going to have to work hard. I remember hearing from my West Indian family that we are workers. That's what we do. Uh, we work hard until we die. And I rejected that. I was like, hell no, that's not me. I may have the same last name, but I do not have that mindset. I will work hard. Yes. But not in a way where somebody else is going to tell me what to do. Or just punch a 9 to 5, punch a time clock 9 to 5. I've done that before. I've had to do that before. But it's not my choice to do that. Now. I've had to educate myself. I've had to understand what it means to be mentally different than other people. Um, I've had to learn the things that I was extremely passionate about. And sometimes I fell on my face. I failed. But... 
I never really looked at it as failure. I looked at it as a learning experience. And I, I shouldn't say I didn't look at it as failure. When it happened, I looked at it as failure. But it's until I actually looked back at what actually happened. I was like, oh, okay. I, I see where I messed up. Even like, you know, having a YouTube channel that didn't really work. I saw where I messed up. And I knew that if I was to continue doing this, I needed to change certain things up. So here I am again. But the reality of it boils down to this. You can do something that has never been done before. Be different. I know it sounds crazy, but be different. Change the way that you look at the world. And guess what? Not everybody is going to be supportive. I hate to break it to you. There's things that even your spouse, your kids, your parents are going to be like, why are you doing this? Why? Why? And the thing is, you, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the time. Why are you doing this? But there's something inside of you that's driving you to be better. And you should actually do it. Make the decisions to move forward. Now, another thing that you could do is learn about politics. Understand how politics works. Um, and if you don't really know how politics work, pick up a book about civics. There are tons of really great um, books and courses online for free. If you have an iTunes account, you can actually go into iTunes U and type in U.S. government, civics, all of these things, and you get college courses for free that'll tell you exactly what to do. I mean, give yourself the permission to be successful. Give yourself the permission to understand how this world works. Give yourself the permission to really want to make a difference. Has there been anything that you've ever wanted to do that deep within you're like, oh man, if I had that opportunity... To just do it. I, I, I could see myself being great at it. Give yourself the permission. You may not have the support. You may not have the people backing you. You may not even have moral support. But by God's grace, do it. It's going to take some time. It's going to take, it's going to take some real soul searching to find out if you can actually if you have the guts to do it but do it i would say that the 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 books that have changed my life really really changed my life was the bible um and i don't say that just to say it i i really do mean it um spe specifically uh psalms proverbs ecclesiastes um, I mean, there's other elements and I will definitely talk about those later on, but those really did help. Another book that actually helped me, um, and it was a gift from my stepfather. It was, uh, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. And I, I, what I will do is I will leave in the description below links to these books on, um, you know, like Amazon, uh, Google play and iTunes. Now I cannot guarantee that all of them are free, but there are some times where they're free downloads of Think and Grow Rich. 
um, of the Bible. I use a great Bible app on my phone called um, just the Bible, and it's by YouVersion. Fantastic because it gives you great um, Bible uh, study material and Bible reading material um, that you could do every day if you want to. I, I do it every day. Um, but Think and Grow Rich, really fantastic book because it, it gives you an understanding that people think in a certain way to become successful. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to understand how successful people think. You know, success is 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 one of those things that um, it's not hard, but it is a it's it's like a journey, so to say, and you have to put in the work. You know, Kevin Hart. There's this chant that Kevin Hart does before every show, and I do not remember what the actual chant is, but if I could find a video of it, I will put it here over me so you can see it. But if you really listen to what he says with his people before he does a show, it's so, so true. Success is based on consistency. Success is based on determination. Success is based off of, of discipline. And I'll be honest with you, those things that I just said, I struggled with for a very long time. And the more that I have an opportunity to come in front of you and talk and, and, and share these feelings, the more that it's going to give me those things um, that I can share with you about what worked for me. Um, and hey, you know, what may change your life down the road? I, I know I've been talking and rambling and doing all of these sayings i spent the majority of this time talking about donald trump but i I really needed to get it off my chest um i hope you understand that but i will tell you this the 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 opportunities moving forward with this podcast i'm going to do the best that i can to just really talk about many different factors of what makes me tick and uh you know what goes on inside of this cerebrum here and I hope that whatever it is that I'm talking about resonates with you because maybe it touches on something that you enjoy or want to hear about from a different perspective or maybe even bounce off other ideas uh, that you may have. And if in any way, shape or form, I can help you with whatever it is that you're dealing with just by hearing me talk and be all animated, please, uh, I, I, that would be great. Um, but the way that you can actually help me by clicking the subscribe button, clicking like on the video, and also leaving me a comment down below, uh, you can email me at, uh, at dangergram at gmail.com or dangergram at icloud.com. I'll leave them down below. Also, um, subscribe on iTunes. This episode here should be up within God willing a week. Cause I still have to actually provide uh, a link for iTunes to pick it up. I'm looking to have both the video and audio picked up uh, via podcast. Um, And if you guys have any suggestions on things that you want to hear from me, let me know. I mean, uh, I'm very open to what specifically uh, my audience wants to hear about. And um, let's make this thing happen. So, again, it's your boy Dane, a.k.a. Danger, a.k.a. Danger Graham. And this is the first inaugural 
Levels of Danger podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And um, as of right now, this will be a weekly podcast. If I do see that people are like, oh man, this is fantastic. Um, we need to see more of you. I may bump it up to twice, no more than three times a week because I have no time for to try to do this daily. Like, sorry. Unless you are actually like supporting me, I don't see how that's going to happen. But hey, stranger things have happened. And uh, I, you do that, hey, I'll be grateful. But um, like I said, for me, I, I know what works for me, what doesn't work. So I'm just trying to keep it real with you. So anyway, it's your boy Dangergram. Talk to y'all later. Peace.